This is the Kitzer of Sikha Beis in Parshas Nasai in Chelek Yudches, page 55. The Rebbe begins with the Maimah Chazal that says, Lama nismucha Parshas Nazar la Parshas Saita. Why is the Parsha of Nazar written next to Parshas Saita? Loimelacha shekolaroya Saita bekulkula yazaratzme menayayin. If someone sees a Saita and the Kilkul and the Saita being embarrassed and so on, and we'll see soon, the Rebbe will explain what Kulkula means, he should separate himself from wine that could bring to such a kind of situation. And the Gemara also says the same thing regarding Masechta Saita, that why does Masechta come after Nazir? And the reason is, just like in Tayyush Shabbat the very same reason, The interesting thing is, though, the Rambam says that Masechta Gitin comes after Nazir, and only after Gitin comes Saita. And the Meiri says that the Rambam considers Gitin and Saita to be one theme, and therefore they come together, and they come after Saita, after Nazir, that is. But the question is, why would it be different than the way it is in Teresha Biksav? In Teresha Biksav, Saita and Nazir are right next to each other. And Gitten is not in between. Why over here is it different? And also, we're going to explain over here the difference between the Rambam's opinion in the order of the Mesechtes and the simple Pshat of the Gemara and Rashi's opinion that Nazir and Saita, the Saita comes immediately after Nazir. So there's an explanation that it says in Mepharshim that according to the Rambam, the halacha of the beginning in the first Mishnah of Saita HaMekanel Ishtay, a person that warns his wife not to go privately with someone, is related to the very last Mishnah in Mesech Gitten, where there it discusses for what cause should a person be allowed to divorce his wife. Beishamai says, only if he found her to be doing an Aveda, Erve, with someone else. Beishil will say, even if even if she just spoils a dish and she doesn't serve him well. So therefore the Yerushalmi there says that according to Beishamai, in a case where a person sees inappropriate behavior of his wife, that she's surprised, she's going with other people, and he doesn't know what the story is, if she actually did an Aveda with another man or not. In such a case, he can't continue living with her because of, of, of the situation that she goes with someone else. She's not, so he's not supposed to live with her. On the other hand, he's still not supposed to divorce her because Beishamai's opinion is only if there's an Erva's daughter does he divorce her. So therefore, according to Beishamai, this is the reason for Kinui, to go and warn her in order to be able to get to the bottom of it, of what's going on over here. And therefore, according to Beishamai's opinion, it would be a Chiyuv to go and warn her. On the other hand, according to Beishil's opinion, he could always give her a get. So therefore, there's no issue. So the whole mission of Hamakana to warn her is a Rishus. It's a voluntary thing. So according to Yerushalmi's Pshat, the first mission of Mesech the Saita is, is Mamish a direct Hemshech to the very last mission of Mesech the Gitten. The whole halacha about warning is dependent on the two opinions of Beishamai and Basil in the end of Mesech the Gitten. So this could be the Pshat of the Rambam, why he says Saita comes after Gitten. However, the Rebbe proves that this can't be the Pshat according to the Rambam. First of all, because the Bavli disagrees with this Pshat, because the Bavli brings this argument regarding Kinoi, if it's something which is mandatory or voluntary, that it's an Achleikis between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shmal. Rabbi Kiva is the one that says that it's a Chayva, that you should warn your wife. And at the same time, Rabbi Kiva says that there's really almost no limitations as to when a person could divorce his wife. Even Matzah Cheres Noi Meno, if he finds another wife that's more beautiful, he's allowed to go and divorce his wife. So why would it be an obligation to warn your wife if he has a way out, very simple, to just divorce her? So the, the opinion doesn't match up, according to the Bavli. Besides that, the Rambam himself clearly paskins like the opinion of Rabbi Kiva that it's a Chayva for a person to warn his wife. According to the Pshat that the Yishalmi says, that would only fit according to the opinion of Beishamai. And we never pass in like Beishamai. So in order to explain the Rambam's opinion here, the Rebbe focuses on this Psakdin of the Rambam, that it's a chayva for a person to warn his wife. 
And it seems to be going against what the Gemara says, the Pshat in the first Mishnah. There's a Stam Mishnah here that says, Hamekanes Ishtai. And the Gemara says, what does Hamekanes Ishtai mean? That this is only something Bidiyevet, after the fact. But Lachatchile, it's prohibited for a person to be warning his wife. Which really means that there are three, it seems that there are three opinions here. One opinion is that a person should not be warning his wife. Another opinion is that he may. And another person opinion is that he should. If so, why does the Rambam Paskin like the opinion of Rabbi Kiva that it's a Chayva if we have a Stam Mishnah saying that it's forbidden? So the Rebbe explains that there's really two different types of circumstances and a person warning his wife. One is in a case where there's inappropriate behavior, like Yerushalmi was speaking about, and in such a case he wants to warn his wife in order to lead up and to see what's going to happen if she goes privately with someone and then she'll drink the waters to get to the bottom of what happened here. But then there's another case. A regular Ishak Shaida that a person is warning her and he's sort of guiding her and he's teaching her and he's, he's telling her to be particular about her behavior. And this is something which a person should be doing with his wife, with his family, to guide them and teach them and so on. So that's not a kind of a kinoi in any extreme circumstance. It's just a regular case. Rabbi explains, this is really the difference between the Mishnah, where it says that it's also for a person to, to warn his wife, and the Braise, where it brings an argument between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shmuel regarding this subject, whether it's voluntary or it's mandatory for a person to warn his wife. The Braise speaks about a case where a person has a regular situation, he has his wife, and he wants to teach her, and he wants to guide her. So over here, there's an argument whether that's voluntary or mandatory. As the Gemara explains, it's learned out from the Psukim, and the Rebbe also says that you can, uh, you can see in the Psukim over here where it sixty about that's referring to this kind of a case. But then you have the Mishnah. The Mishnah where it says that it's usher to warn your wife, it's speaking about a case where a person's wife was behaving inappropriately. And here the Mishnah is saying, do not warn your wife. And the Rebbe explains the reason is because according to the Rambam, the Gemara tells us that the May, the May Saita only is effective if the man is also clean from any Aveda. He never had any inappropriate relationship from the time that he became Bar Mitzvah and even with an unmarried woman. Therefore, the Gemara says that if a person's wife is, is behaving inappropriately, it's very likely that the man is also. Is the expression of the Gemara. So therefore, it's very likely that the water will be ineffective. So there's no point of him warning his wife. We don't want that Hashem's name should be erased for nothing. And we don't want that people should say that the waters of the Seite doesn't work. So therefore, what should he do in such a case? He should divorce her. That's the din of the first mission of Saita. That's the case that the first mission is speaking about according to the Rambam's opinion, which is different than Rashi. Rashi said a person should not warn his wife because it could bring to arguments. According to the Rambam, the reason is because we're afraid that the water will anyways be ineffective. So now that we understand that according to the Rambam, the first mission is speaking about specifically this type of kinui with a wife that was behaving inappropriately and therefore really in such a case it's better to divorce her. So this is really a direct connection to Masech de Gittin, to divorce his wife. And when the Gemara says the expression what does the Gemara mean by kilkula? It doesn't mean only like Rashi says that he sees her disgrace and her embarrassment when she has to drink the water but it's referring to the kilkul of the Aveda that she's doing. Because here we're speaking specifically about a Saita that's behaving inappropriately and maybe even the kilkul of the Ainish that happens after she drinks the water. That's the Kilkul, and that's directly related to Mesech the Gitten, which discusses a, such a kind of a case where a person should be divorcing his wife. The other hand, Rashi says, no, the first mission of Mesech the Saita is speaking even about a regular woman, uh, Ishik Shaira, which a, which a person warns her, and therefore, according to Rashi, this has nothing to do with a case related to Gedishin or to Gitten. 
And Rashi explains kulkula, meaning when she drinks the water, that she gets embarrassed. And Rashi clearly says that a person should not be warning his wife, which is what the first Mishnah is saying. Because he may get into a fight with her, and there's no reason for this, because she could be tahira. There's really nothing wrong with her. So there's a difference of opinion what the opening of Masech Tasaita speaks about. According to Rashi, it speaks about even Aisha Kshayda. According to the Rambam, it's specifically speaking about Aisha that was suspected with Dvarim Ka'urin in the language of Yerushalmi and therefore it's a direct connection to Masech According to the Rambam, we can clearly see a connection to the end of the Masech where it concludes, one of the things it says there is, it speaks about Yerashet, because in order for a person not to come to be that cited that it speaks about in the beginning of the Masech according to the Rambam, the person that's behaving inappropriately, you need to have Yerashet, to be afraid of an Aveda, to have the fear of an Aveda, not to come to this. According to Rashi, the first Mishnah is even speaking about an Ishik Shaira, and she's really maybe Tahira, but it's still related to Yerashet. Because the reason is, Yerashet does not only mean fear of punishment of the Aveda, but it's fear of the Aveda itself, not to do anything against Hashem's will. And here, usually by an Aveda, there's a Chet and there's an Einish. So the fear of a person of the Chet... We don't know if it's from the Chet or if it's from the Einish. But over here, we're talking specifically about a case where there is no Einish. Because this woman, if she did not have any bad relationship, so then she actually gets a tremendous Chad, as the Pesach says, V'niksa v'nizra zera. But she still needs a Kapara. There still is a Chet over here. As we see, she brings a carbon Mincha as a Kapara. And because it was an inappropriate behavior, her husband warned her, and she should have not gone with those people that her husband warned her for this. So over here, she's a person that needs Yiras Chet specifically. Not only Yiras Einish, Therefore, according to Rashi, that's the connection to the conclusion of the Mesechte, where it says, that when you're afraid not only of an Einish, but you're afraid of a Chet, then you won't even have this behavior that the Mesechte spoke about, where there's no Einish involved, but it's just a Chet. That's the connection of the beginning and the end of the Mesechte.